0: <laughs> <We're> ta- <laughs> Have you been drinking already today? That is the first question, because we're talking about the theology of drinking. Hello and welcome again to Catholic Answers Focus. I am Cy Kellett, your host, and we are delighted uh, this week to welcome David Niles and Adam Minahan, the men from the Catholic Man Show, also the founders of St. Michael Radio in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, David and and uh, Adam uh, are, in addition to being radio founders and and hosts of of a very very popular radio program, are uh, fathers, husbands, Catholic men, and connoisseurs of whiskey. Uh, Adam and David, welcome.
1: Thanks, Cy. Thanks for having us having, having us on. Yeah, happy to be here.
0: Well, I thought we'd talk a bit about the theology of drinking, and and I I wonder if you have ever heard this because you on the Catholic Man show you will sample uh, beverages, adult beverages, and um, have you ever gotten any feedback saying, hey, why are you doing that? That's uh, we're we're trying to share uh, Christ, or we're trying to share the gospel. Why are you? Uh, why do you have drinking on your show?
1: Yes, all the time. Really? In fact, yeah. In fact. About once a month, we get an email from somebody saying that they either disapprove of us drinking on the show or how alcohol is of the devil or, yeah. or something like that. We got
2: one recently t- saying how we, someone was, sh- was shocked we were promoting the consumption of poison on our show. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, and w- typically, there's people, you can tell, they have a, a background. some You know, something in their past is making them have this reaction, so... You, you know, we don't. We try to be as pastoral as possible. Yes, thank you.
0: Okay, so but so why do it then? Why? I mean, even if it's a small number of people who take offense at the alcohol, why do you do it?
1: Yeah. So our our show is all about virtue, and virtue is one thing to talk about virtue. It's another thing to exemplify virtue. Okay. Um, drinking in moderation is is a virtuous act and and moderation looks different for everybody um there are some people who moderation means zero it means you can't have you shouldn't have any so on the catholic mansion we try to talk about knowing yourself um being a virtuous man and so you should know what your strengths and weaknesses are if there's some weaknesses that you should you should avoid the near uh near occasion of sin but you know you should enjoy the things of this earth for its goodness and uh, I think G.K. Chuston said we should thank God for beer and Burgundy by not drinking too much of it. So, um, you know, so we try tried, we tried to show that you can have a beer, you can have a glass of whiskey and have a, a good conversation. And um, it doesn't necessarily have to be one extreme or the other.
0: Those of us who live in other parts of the country sometimes refer to your part of the country as the Bible Belt. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh, oh, yeah. term. And And the Bible Belt is kind of... Famous for um, uh, its opposition to drinking, so do you, do you, is this also a thing that you might be trying to promote a more Catholic view of drinking?
2: Well, I think you know part of it for us was when we started the Catholic Man Show, we wanted to do things that were overtly manly, and so we decided, well, let's drink beer and whiskey. That was part of it. It's not necessarily that we were trying to be a, an alcoholic candle on the hill for our our Protestant brothers and sisters Okay, Um, but you know, Cy you should never you should always take two Baptists fishing with you this is one thing I've learned, being here in the Bible Belt, if you go fishing, you always take two Baptists, because if you just bring one, he'll drink all your beer
0: Oh, I see. If you if you ring two, they keep an eye on each other. Uh, Is
1: that yeah, what you are saying? Do you guys want to appear? Uh, no, <laughs> no, we're good. No, now,
0: I can't believe that you are suggesting uh, duplicity, moral duplicity on the part of brother <laughs> uh, Christians. All right, okay. So you, so you. Um, Maybe you could even would, – would it be fair to say you might have had opportunities to have a wider reach for your radio program if, you, if it did not include drinking and
2: references to drinking?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I'll, uh, the, the target audience that we're going for are the, are the dads who are, you know, between the 25-age to 50-year-old range who are going through the motions of taking their kids to, to, to Mass every Sunday. But they may not necessarily be taking their faith super seriously. Uh-huh. And so, if we start off by saying, "Hey, here's a, here's a little beverage. Here's a little story behind the beverage. Here's why we drink," it kind of breaks down the walls of it's not like this um, strong here's Catholic theology or philosophy right off the bat. It kind of gives them a little bit of sense of welcome and, and maybe a little bit of hosp- uh, hospitality. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. That, so we start off there, and plus, the cat alcohol and Catholicism have gone together hand in hand for so long. There's so many awesome stories about uh catholics bringing on alcohol you know from the the monks um from uh, you know perfecting basically beer they they're right. the ones like uh, you know yeah. egyptians like started beer but like the monks some of the best beers ever brewed in this world yeah by monks yeah. well that, then, that
0: egyptian beer is really gross it's just, it is so gross you just throw <laughs> some bread in and and you let it ferment and it it's not like what we think of as modern beer modern beer is invented by catholic monks
1: that's correct. Right. And not right. only that, but like Dom Perignon is is was invented by a Benedictine monk. I don't know if you knew that.
0: No, I did but, not.
1: You know, the Irish, whiskey, like Irish people like you know, the Irish monks shared the recipe of, of Irish whiskey to the to the Scots, which helped create Scotch. Yeah, no, the
2: Scots might disagree with that. There is there's is yeah, there a story debate yeah. on whether wh- who started whiskey, whether it was the Irish or the Scotch. But, uh, but even
1: the franciscan's brought uh, brought uh grapes, wine grapes over to california to start that and then uh lasallian christian brothers brought brought it back after prohibition. Yeah, I mean it's just like you a so like, you know what it's,
2: world you're welcome.
1: Yeah, we're just riddled with like how we've helped yeah uh, bring alcohol into society.
0: Well, um so t- let's get into the theology of it then. I mean, what do Catholics teach about uh, alcohol, the consumption of alcohol, the making and selling of alcohol. What What is it that we believe about this? And then I'll ask you to help us defend that, maybe. Um, but first, let's just start with what is the basic Catholic teaching on alcohol?
2: Well, the basic Catholic teaching would be that of exercising virtue and temperance. Okay, so the Catholic Church does not uh, want to overstep its bounds. It, it understands that there are really two... Um, two different sides of authority, exercise of authority. So when it comes to the use of a thing like alcohol, it would recognize that the state has a legitimate authority to pass regulations and laws about the use and consumption of alcohol. So in the United States, you have to be 21 to drink legally. Um, As a Catholic, the Catholic Church would say, we must strive to be good citizens and obey the law. Um, Intentionally breaking a law... Uh, very, could be a sin, right? Um, in other in other countries, the laws are different, and so when you're there, it's you're free to free to follow their laws. Um, so that's one thing that I think needs to be said is that the state exercises a legitimate authority in regulating the consumption of alcohol, and it does so. I think I think wisely mm-hmm. um, with its rules against drinking and driving, and um, you know the 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 laws are set up in order to promote a healthy use of alcohol in the community. Um, The church would say also, much what Adam said at the beginning, that God created this earth good, and it should be enjoyed for its goodness. Okay, and so you can say that about about anything, and that's where temperance really becomes important. Um, Temperance and and prudence about how to, especially when it comes to our appetites, how to find that exact middle ground about what is a good amount of something, whether it's food, or in this case alcohol, because too much alcohol obviously is a sin.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we know it's not intrinsically evil. That's one thing that we get sometimes uh, on our emails, is somebody saying like, you know, it's just, uh, alcohol is pure evil. And that's not true, because, and we know this, because it says in the Bible that Jesus made a bunch of wine. Like, a bunch of wine yeah uh, and he was he did he was so good at it that it like impressed everybody at the, at the wedding
2: yeah you know not it's, just wine
1: really good wine right yeah. so um, so there's no way Jesus would do anything that's intrinsically evil that's contrary to the <clears> Bible so we know that it's not and, and in the Psalms it even even talks about drinking wine so I mean we know that in the Bible that it talks about drinking wine and Jesus performed a miracle his first miracle uh, with with alcohol involved, so we know it can't be intrinsically evil. Right, and you know, the people at the time, they drank wine
2: all the time. Um, you know, you couldn't necessarily just drink water if the water wasn't clean. Um, so that's one of the reasons why wine was so popular, because it had alcohol in it, which um, killed the bacteria. Um, and many, many times it was safer to drink. And also, at a wedding, it's going to be a festive situation, festive celebration. The people knew what wine was um i've heard one argument that it was just grape juice that he made at the wedding at Cana and that the people just thought it was wine i mean that's that's just kind of ridiculous nobody is going to mistake grape juice for wine for wine yeah
1: so, they wouldn't call it wine if it was grape
2: juice right and i don't know how many people were at that wedding but it was, it was a lot i mean it was over 100 gallons i think that 180 i think yeah that he made of wine i mean that's that's a lot of wine um so, and
0: and it, it suggests, too, that, that uh, right there at the beginning of the proclamation of the kingdom of God, that this is a, a kind of a joyful thing. That, I mean, wine and alcohol suggest a kind of revelry and letting loose uh, a bit, which is, in, in many ways, that's what Jesus is doing, is proclaiming a, a, a joyful new time.
1: Yeah, and even St. Thomas Aquinas talks about that we can drink to the point of cheerfulness – which I think is a pretty cool word. I mean, if you think about it, to, to a point of cheerfulness, that's mm-hmm. kind of where he, he draws the line. And alcohol does provide, you know, it's similar to how, you know, so whenever you have a share a meal with somebody, you get to know who they are, you get to know their family, you get to sit down and have a, an intimate conversation on, on who they are. It's just kind of the same thing with, especially for men, to sit down together and enjoy a, a glass of whiskey or, or, or a, a fine beer. You know, you get to sit down and kind of the walls get... get get brought down and you have the opportunity to kind of know who they really are so
0: do you think that's part of I mean, I mean one thing that you have not mentioned which is also obvious is that Christ uses wine sacramentally to represent his own <laughs> blood that he intends us to be intoxicated on him in a certain way I mean I don't mean intoxicated like we've lost our faculty of reason but to be uh, to imbibe him to to imbibe his I mean his His blood is actually a a spirit in a a sense.
2: Yeah, I know, and I think you're right. There's no way that's accidental. Um, (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Brant Petrie, he wrote a really, really good book. It was the sequel to um, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. He wrote Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist, and then he wrote, uh, I can't remember. Jesus and the Bridegroom? Yes, Jesus the Bridegroom. Thank you. Okay, and in there he goes through all these prophecies about uh, the coming of the Messiah will bring this, uh, flowing of wine, you know, like this over outpouring and overflowing wine for, yeah. for all, you know, for generations. And so, I mean, it's, it's totally intentional because yes, we are uh, in many ways to become intoxicated in, with, in Christ, you know, that he would fill up our senses that we would be over overcome, overwhelmed that, uh, you know, that we become a different person mm-hmm. in him. Uh, so there's, there's so many correlations there, uh, so it's a, a good point.
0: Well, the um, okay, so let's let's defend it then. If that's the Catholic teaching that this is a good, it is one of the goods of the earth. It's something that the Church has always kind of, uh, even in her monasteries, at the heart of the Church, there were these, there were the development of alcohol, so to speak, is 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 goes hand in hand with the with the life of the Catholic Church. But defend it, if you will. So what if somebody says, yes, but look at all the damage that alcohol does. Alcohol does incredible damage to families, to communities. So wouldn't it just be better to just let's say no and move away from that?
2: Yeah, and I I think that is a really strong—it's a strong argument and something that definitely has to be responded to because, yeah, I mean, you just look at broken families over time, um, just— the, the misuse, I, even accidental misuse, which, which definitely can happen, can cause and lead you to do terrible things. And, um, but the bottom line is, we have a responsibility to exercise. We have to know ourselves and to exercise virtue in this way. Um, and if we just go, I mean, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out if you have five shots of whiskey, you're gonna be in a, a bad place, um, you know. So we have to. I think one, raise our children in such a way that they understand what temperance looks like, so that they they come to know. Oh, you know, shotgunning three beers in a row, Isn't that's a bad idea. Right. Um, and that way we can help change the. I mean, it's that's a, it's a it takes a long time to do that, but.
1: Yeah, I I think also you can take you can you can use that same example of alcohol with a lot of other things, right? Like sugar, isn't sugar a bad thing? Doesn't it cause a lot of diabetes? Doesn't it, doesn't it cause a lot of health issues? Yeah. Um, is it wrong to have a piece of cake? No. Is it wrong to eat a whole cake in one sitting? That could be possibly true. I mean, so you can okay, use that. Okay, that's an
0: important note. I got to take note of that one. <laughs> I, I didn't had, say
1: cookies. I, I didn't had, say cookies. So I, hadn't I thought I, that all the Cookies are fine. Through.
0: Okay. All right. Cookies
1: are good. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you can use that example for a lot of things, and that's why I think, like Dave was saying, it's so important to t- to talk about the virtue and not necessarily what it is that we're we're moderating, but the virtue of moderation in and of itself. So I mean, uh, alcohol is can be used to um, to uh, broken down families and and debauchery and all those sorts of things, but so can other things. Um, and so I think that it's important to to make sure that, yeah. like, like Aquinas says, we're drinking to a point of cheerfulness and not mm-hmm. doing anything in excess.
2: Yeah, but just because a thing can be abused doesn't mean that it shouldn't be used at all. Right, that's kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Right, because really we were created for exactly this type of behavior. You know, when you're sitting down having a good drink with a friend, it's really, this is almost the almost the height of leisure. Um, yeah that's kind of a different topic, but that's what we're made for. We're actually made to rest. We're not made for work. God created us to rest in him. Okay, so like it's exactly these types of moments in our lives that God created us so that we could have these uh, enjoyable conversations right? Right. And, and just build relationships in this way.
0: What, do you, what would you say to the person who says, I personally... Um, as a religious observation uh, i've given up uh alcohol would you say that's a a bad thing for that person to undertake
2: no no not at all no um in fact the fact that someone would do that kind of
1: proves the point that alcohol is itself a good Uh, um if i mean mean, the priests uh are celibate you know they they give up sex that doesn't mean sex is a bad thing right they give up the good of a family the good of a wife um, and if those things
2: weren't valuable then there would be no value in celibacy and so when you're giving up something like alcohol it's only because alcohol is itself a good that giving it up becomes a good as well
1: well and you get to appreciate it. i mean that's what our whole like the the liturgical calendar shows that you know what do we do during lent but we 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 fast and we 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 deny ourselves and this is true asceticism throughout 40 days so that way we can prepare for the feast we can prepare for who we are we're the easter people and so you can't enjoy a fast without the feast or you can't enjoy the feast without the fast there you go yeah i almost flip flop actually works
0: the other way too it's hard to enjoy a fast if there hasn't if there's not a feast (laughs) at some point in the future waiting yeah that's true um okay so tell me about this moderation thing then here here's my problem i can't do it i'm not a moderate uh, person, you know, uh, it, you you might, uh, especially let's say, in my teenage uh, years or my twenties, you know, you're you, it's very hard to have this virtue of moderation. So, what does the church say about? You're saying alcohol is a good. Moderation is the good that's required for the proper enjoyment of of alcohol. I'm saying I'm with you on alcohol is a good. Uh, I don't know about this moderation thing. Does the Church have anything to say on how I can acquire it, uh, What, how I'm supposed to go about getting it?
2: Yeah, well the Church has a lot to say about how to acquire virtues in general. Okay. Um, and the, th- the thing about virtues is that when you practice one, when you grow in one virtue, you simultaneously grow in other virtues. So, um, if, for instance, if moderate moderation in drinking is something that you struggle with, then it can be a very prudent and noble decision to say, I'm not going to drink, maybe forever, maybe for a while. Um, but if it's something that you're struggling with, and there are many people out there who struggle with alcoholism, and those people heroically say, I'm, I don't drink, and I don't drink because of the way it, what it does to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's part of having this deep intimacy or knowing yourself yeah. so that you know how to behave, that's That for them is moderation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not that they're not exercising moderation by not drinking. That is what moderation looks looks like for them when it comes to alcohol. And so everybody has a different tolerance. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam's dad is a big man. He's very... He's a, he's large. He is. Like tall and shoulders. You know what I'm saying? For him, moderation is going to look a lot different than it does for my wife. Right. Um, and so if you need to grow in the virtue of moderation um, in the virtue of temperance then you can begin to exercise that virtue in other areas as well um so learn to temperate 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 to temper temper (laughs) thank you Uh, learn to temper your appetite with food or with candy or with other things and you can grow in those spiritual muscles so that you can overcome the more difficult
1: appetites that you may have Yeah, because the virtue is the habit of doing the good so it's not something you can have a virtuous act but that doesn't mean you're a virtuous person you know you, you can abstain one time but that doesn't mean you have the the, the virtue of, of temperance uh, so you have to continue building up this habit of good of you know either denying yourself or or in charity doing something for somebody else in order to grow in these kind of virtues yeah and
2: if uh, one thing you can do is before you before you start drinking you say, "All right, uh, we're going over to so and so's house. I'm gonna have two beers." And so that way, once it's a decision you've already made, because sometimes we can get into trouble when we haven't thought things through, mm-hmm. we don't have a yeah. plan, yeah. and you just say, "Oh, yeah, okay, I'll have it." Someone offers you another beer, and you've had two, and he's like, "Oh, sure, I'll have another one." And maybe you shouldn't, you know. So if you have, if you've decided ahead of time, I know my limit. I'm going to have two, you know, maybe, maybe you think your limit is three, so you have two, you know, um, that can be, for me, that was very
1: helpful because I've already made the decision. And not to mention having good people around you, good, holy, virtuous men and women around you, you know, making sure that your wife and yourself are on the same page, like, you know, you know, honey, do you think it's okay if, you know, is is too, too many, Mm -hmm. you know, because she's... She'll be able she to tell you. you, yeah, she knows yeah. you she knows you really well. She knows you know um yeah. some of your weaknesses, so um, and she's motivated to help you because she's got to deal with you right <laughs> <laughs> right okay,
0: so so um uh, this virtue of moderation, I have to say it strikes me that around. 1967. uh, This became. uh, We had a different view of manliness start to come in, and the the manly person was the one who, uh, you know, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, excess, all of that. And so, this strikes me as a competing view of manliness that you are that the two of you present by example. I mean, you're married men with children. That strikes me as a as an image of a man that what that once maybe predominated even in our society and now is somewhat denigrated. You're talking about moderation in the use of things like alcohol. Um, you're ta- you're you're also talking about doing things that are uh, overtly manly, like hunting and fishing and, and taking two baptists with you and all that kind of thing. Is 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 it? it there, there's a view, I guess, of manhood that involves both being able to handle things and mastering rese- restraint or mastering even the, the self. Am I getting a, 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 at what you're kind of pr- trying to present as an image of manhood?
2: Totally, yeah. The adventure of self-mastery is the, is the greatest venture, adventure in life. Um, yeah. That's not to say that you know, knowing Christ—you know what I'm saying— um, because when you learn to master yourself, you can become a better disciple. Um, you yeah. can learn to actually be less concerned with yourself and more concerned with Christ, you know? So, yep. um, it's what you could call self-mastery, is the increase in virtue, um, so that you can be more humble and have all of these good things that it means to be a good Catholic. Mm-hmm. So yes, and I think you're right, and there was, you know, the, some people will accuse us of machismo, because oh yeah, you have a man show where you talk about smoking cigars and drinking whiskey, that's a big surprise. But I mean the truth is I do like to do those things. And yeah. I I don't think it's being mach I don't think it's machismo to say, Oh, men like to drink whiskey and smoke cigars. Not all men do, but I think right. a lot of them do. Um it's just when you say this is what manhood is, that's not what manhood is. Manhood isn't whiskey and cigars. However, uh, as a man I sure do enjoy those things
0: oh I was just yeah. waiting I,
1: oh no, sorry <laughs> I was, I like, is, is there a glitch to, I don't I know, know. <laughs> I,
0: no, I wanted to see how long I could I could wait um, <laughs> sorry guys uh all right, so you live in the great state of Oklahoma, and it is a great state. And it's, mm-hmm. it's known as a very, very liberal uh, state because you all are crazy liberals and legalized marijuana. What is going on in the state of Oklahoma? And I, 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 I give you that because I wanted to ask you about, okay, uh, you apply this standard that Thomas Aquinas gives us, drink to cheerfulness. Mm-hmm. uh and this long uh, standard that the church uh, gives and even outside of the church uh, a philosopher like uh, aristotle would give us this idea that moderation and self-mastery are the keys to the enjoyment of the goods of this life of, to the proper enjoyment of the goods of this life now i give you marijuana have you thought about that about where that fits in would you be of, uh, uh, would aquinas say well, you know, smoke to cheerfulness, but don't go beyond that. Or is there, are we talking about a thing of a different order? That's what I'm getting. And it's perfectly fine if you want to say, I never thought about that, or I don't want to talk about that, or.
1: No, I have thought. Uh, I have thought Yeah, about we've it. thought about it a lot, because initially it was very easy for us to say smoking marijuana is not okay, because the law says we shouldn't smoke marijuana at all. Yeah, so It's right. illegal. It's illegal, so, so thus, that it, it, was it's like, immoral. Uh, to do and now now that that at least it was in Oklahoma right Yeah. and now that 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 wall has been broken and knocked down uh, that wasn't you know we had to kind of think about this a little bit more before we answered it
2: yeah in fact there's still some uh, plenty of moral conundrums out there like the fact that um, even if you just look at medical marijuana and the federal government still says it's illegal I know we're in
0: a weird it's it's a
2: (laughs) right so you're asking the doctor to break the law which you shouldn't do. You know, that's Yeah. cuz it is a legit once we say, like I said before, it's a legitimate authority exercising the regulation of a substance. Yeah. Um,
0: but I actually didn't know that until you just said that. Like I yeah. I, I didn't I, I didn't know that who where the doctor got that authority. So, um right. Okay, so all right, you've taken that off my list.
2: But, However, So you're, just, you're, let, you're in say, a legal
0: gray area no matter what in the United States. You're breaking federal law, but you're probably not breaking state law. You're involving peop, other people in the breaking of federal law, but not state law. So right. you, you still are in a legal tough spot. But let's, let's say all of that is not there. Let's say you just, okay, marijuana is legal, and there's not mm-hmm. a, moral, a, a, a legal difficulty with it. Where, how should I morally think about it?
1: Yeah, so I actually asked uh, when Carlo Broussard was here. I asked I asked him this question because it, it was we get this all the time. We get people asking us this question all the time, and uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but because hey, he says it way more eloquently than, than articulate, uh, much more articulate than what I can. But he basically says, in, in principle, in, in in theoretic theoretically, it could, you could possibly smoke marijuana without it being uh, immoral. But the problem is with marijuana is that it's so uh, high in, in, in content of THC, which is what gets you uh, the, the psychoactive drug that gets you high, that it's very hard to moderate that. There's no moderate, like, it's very hard to moderate the amount of THC that is in yeah. marijuana. Um, you know, we know that, you know, if you had a beer, the beer has, you know, maybe 4% ABV. Um, it's very hard to say that. Or, or whatever it is. It's, or, it's or whatever.
2: Measured, you know, you right. know what it is. Yeah. There's
1: some regulation to it. So, um, and with, with smoking marijuana, you're act, you're smoking the the point the point of smoking marijuana typically for the most part is is to is to get intoxicated. Right, mm-hmm. and so
2: I know people have different opinions on this, but it's my opinion that if you're getting stoned, you are losing your intellectual fact, you're lessening your intellectual faculties. Right. The same thing mm-hmm. happens with alcohol, but not in the same way. Um, when you get stoned, you just don't your free will. Is lessened to a degree. I mean, it would be like being drunk, um, yeah. kind of. I mean, I don't want to say that these it's just the same because they're different. Sub, they're different substances. However, we can apply the same principles. So, one of the problems I think with marijuana is that the industry has moved in a direction where it's all about higher potencies, higher potencies. Yes. Right. and even if you did know, you know, if they came up with a rating system that said, you know, this is whatever, and they could dose it out you know, somehow, uh, they're still just astronomically high. Uh, if you were to make, you know, compare it to whatever the marijuana plant that just simply grows in nature, that's not, uh, altered or, you know, bred to be a specific, whatever that was, I would imagine it's a much different plant. Hmm. Um, not that I'm not trying to say that just cause it exists in nature, therefore it must be morally good. Um, right, it
0: exists in nature.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> like, don't eat your Virginia creeper. Right. Don't do don't that. Do that. Um, uh, so just because it is a natural substance doesn't mean it's licit or a good idea to yeah. ingest. <laughs> However, uh, there is a natural, uh, you know, it exists in nature in a certain way. And the what, what you get at the dispensary these days is well beyond that. Right. Uh, I just don't think it can be used in moderation. Um, if it were, in as much as it could be, yeah. it would, be, I think, be morally licit to use, assu- assuming it was legal, you know, yeah. you know, in following I, the law.
0: I, I'm struck by the fact that you said it if, if, It it does something similar to alcohol, but in a different way. And uh, th- that different way does seem to be at least a concern. I mean, the the fact that you you have, especially when young people use it, these risks of permanent brain damage, permanent attention disorder, that, that you, ha- you do have to assess risk, as well mm-hmm. as, ju- as, as the immediate, well, what's the effect it's gonna have on me today, but there's also risk that comes with.
2: Right, yeah. One of the big problems with marijuana is that it's, uh, I, I believe it's a Schedule One drug, um, which I think is really an unfair characteristic of, uh, of its properties. Um, and that's a problem because drugs that are on the schedule one list from the federal government cannot be studied. You can't do studies on them to to see, to find effects. So the brain damage, we don't even really know because there have been no conclusive studies, you know, that a hospital can't do it. Universities can't do it. They can do some studies, but they're all volunteer and so the, the element of control, uh, which is yeah. very important in a study, isn't there. You just have to say, oh, here, take this survey. Do you use marijuana? Oh, you do? Okay, fill out these questions. Right. So and no one some... finishes
0: the survey. They can't get there. <laughs> I, I, I got like halfway done, man.
1: This part of it is kind of out of my realm, so I don't want to speak too much on it. But what I, I would want to say is that um, alcohol is it, more of a community thing. Um, yeah. You know, we even we've brought it back to the sacramental aspect, the, the being in communion with one another. Yeah. Um, and marijuana seems to be more of an inward thing. Like, I'm just going to go over here and like, I, I yeah. can't. Interact with other people, um, and that's yeah. just—I I don't know—that's a good point.
2: It does; it has a way of drawing you into yourself. Instead whereas of, whereas alcohol is a way of bringing you out.
1: And then
0: I guess there's that other thing that alcohol has a biblical sanction where no other intoxicant does. There's not one other thing in the Bible that says you know use this that has the uh, intoxicating power. Right. Um, and so I guess that would because uh, we we certainly have like we have this opioid uh, addiction problem. We have. Um, I mean, we've gone through, and still some people, you know, with the with cocaine and crack and uh, methamphetamines, we get all of these these intoxicants. There really are things like methamphetamine, for example, that you it is impossible for you to use, for that to have a legitimate use uh, in any uh, recreational way. I mean, it possibly if you're um, if you're a, what do they call a kamikaze pilot. That's a that's a there, yeah. there's a proper use for it, <laughs> which you shouldn't be a kamikaze pilot. But I'm saying if you
1: are, what's the moral implications of being a kamikaze pilot? because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not good. I'll tell you that.
0: Because that, but that is why that's where methamphetamine comes from. It's a it was invented right. for a Japanese um, kamikazes basically. Really? Yeah, get
2: them all get them all pumped up to. Flight it helps. Plane, huh? it,
0: it would help me, but you see what I'm saying. There, there's no. There's the. I. I. I did want to get to that. Like there, alcohol. It is clear that there's biblical and moral sanction for it, and it requires of us for its proper use the development of the skills and the habits of moderation. Mm-hmm. There are things that are very, very gray area. Myself, I would stay away from them because I don't want to be in the gray area, but. And then there are things like methamphetamine, for example, which you should abs- There's no circumstance, and, I, and I'm saying this, but I'm also looking for your input. Would you agree with me? There's no circumstance under which you should be experimenting with these other things.
2: Yes, I, I would absolutely agree with you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only thing that you know, if you're just taking meth, that's not good. Like, yeah, like you said, there's nothing that you there's not like, oh, this is enhancing my life. No, it isn't. (laughs) You might think that right now because you're taking it, but uh, it's, it's taking you down, downward, not bringing you up.
0: Right, Mm. right. And I, uh, there was a thing, (laughs) there was a, uh, I think it, uh, uh, there was a, uh, a Maharishi in the 60s who, you know, everyone was going to, and then everyone started taking LSD and saying they were getting a spiritual awakening from LSD and, God bless this maharishi he was like no you're not that's not a spiritual practice but we also see that that people think that these um, intoxicants and basically uh, you know poisons that make you hallucinate are uh, are spiritually helpful
2: yeah i mean there's a lot of crazy ideas in the 60s okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no
0: but they're, they're still there. they didn't go away in the 60s they're still there i live yeah, in california I don't, I
2: don't know anybody who takes lsd and says i mean that that shouldn't be a surprise to right i mean if i did meet somebody i probably really wouldn't hang out with that person very much but uh you know there's it, always going to be some people who say that that's just ridiculous you know
0: yeah yeah but i a uh, part of why i want to get into these is there is an argument that these are in a continuum with alcohol and it, uh. it what do you make of that argument? It's all that's all you know—a continuum, and alcohols at one end, and and uh, methamphetamines at the other. And
1: well, a lot of it has to do with in- intoxication. You know, it's again, it goes back to we, you can't take meth in moderation. You can't take LSD in, in moderation. You're you're losing your, your your faculties and your your ability to make um, moral judgments on things. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's another thing about alcohol that's like there's this art of drinking. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, it's this art of 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 sitting down in, in this fast paced world. We we live in this crazy world where we don't we can't sit and appreciate anything anymore. So I, I heard the other day that that the average uh, time period spent in a museum per piece of art is eight seconds. You know, it's like so even like in a, in a atmosphere yeah in, even in an atmosphere where it's made to slow down and appreciate and observe. We're still trying to get through everything. Yeah. yeah, we're still trying to make make it through. We're still yeah. we, I want to get through it all. You Just know, check and the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times I didn't see like, all the
0: van goes. I gotta, yeah. Be, yeah, I gotta, go gotta hurry. You know, yeah. um,
1: take a selfie with all of them. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know they're all reading the, the the description, the plaques on it, without you know spending more time on the plaques than the actual art. Right. You know, so there's this sense of we we, we don't ever slow down, and we're always um you know judging things by its utility and um but this but the 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 act of leisure, the act of, of, of you know drinking, this art of drinking is uh, a refined palate of, of, of understanding You know, the, the tasting notes of a drink as it goes down and you uh, sit and you, you kind of get get to know that drink and you get to uh, – it, it kind of tells the story and you get to slow down and yeah. talk to people and um, enjoy it for, for what it is. And instead of like, okay, I'm just going to guzzle this beer and, and, and you know as quickly as I can. That's not that's not what we're trying to do here. It's this sense of moderation. It's this sense of self knowledge and, and appreciation for this the this uh, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, if you will. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know, so it, it, that's what this art of drinking I think is all about. Is that and you can get some crazy tasting notes from people who have this re- super refined palate that I that I do not have, um, but but it's sitting down and enjoying it and being able to, to, to as each little sip goes down you're able to, to to appreciate the work that has been put forth for you to be able to enjoy this, this moment together. The, the finer things. So There's definitely a, an element of craftsmanship
2: when it, when it comes yeah. to enjoying a drink well but ultimately I think that the difference between alcohol and other things has to do with the end of each one. Okay so you might say, alright alcohol, why are you drinking? If your answer is to get drunk, okay, then it's, it's not good. Okay. Don't. Right. When it comes to marijuana, why are you smoking? I don't know anybody.
0: I'm I, getting an oaky you, aftertaste in right, this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nobody, yeah, right. Exactly.
2: <laughs> nobody, nobody smokes marijuana so yeah. that they don't get high.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's right. the
2: reason well you smoke put. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Now, you might have, I know there will be some people out there who are going to get said, emails. No, I use it for, for sure. my glaucoma or whatever. Okay. Well, that's some. We're not yeah, talking about you. We're talking about, rec- you know, this recreational use. However, medical marijuana, in my opinion, is just a big, uh, I, we don't uh, have to get in there. Let, yeah, CBD there. and THC are different things. Big distinctions drawn between. Anyway, anyway. Um, so you take cocaine or methamphetamines, whatever it is. Why are you taking them? Well, probably to get high. And so if that's why you're doing it, the end is itself an intoxication. But that's not, that's not the way that the church says we should use alcohol. Um, yeah. So that's why I made that distinction when you asked about marijuana. I said, in as much as it could be used in moderation without having an intoxicating effect, then it could be licit. However, that's kind of stupid to That's smoke a big... marijuana so that you don't get high. I mean, that just does, why
1: are you...
0: That's an excellent point. Yeah, you right. Do... But there's yeah. this is right.
1: contemplative process almost of, of drinking with, another, with, with a group of men. You know, you, it slows you down as far as like you're not trying to finish your beer as fast as you can so you can go grab another one. You know, it's just more of a, let's enjoy this time together. Let's slow down and have this, this holy leisure and observe each other, you know, observe the presence of each other and talk to each other and, and and be able to appreciate this time that, um, you know, that, that we have, you know, the, the idea, again, the culture has just totally perverted this idea of what leisure is. They think leisure is just Netflix you know, it's just like, let's sit down and watch TV. And that's yeah. just not the case. Um, you know, leisure, we're sp- like, like Dave said earlier, you know, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to rest, but we, we re- you know, we work, um, we, we rest so we can work, not we work to rest.
2: No, the other way oh, around. Yeah. I'm sorry, the other yeah. way around.
1: I knew I was gonna mess that up. <laughs> but uh, Joseph Pieper says heresy, that. Heresy, heresy. Joseph ma- Pieper says that in his book, Basi- uh, Basics of Culture. Leisure, yeah. the, leisure of, the basis of Culture. culture. Yeah. yeah, which is a great book. Phenomenal book. What, yeah, and,
0: you are such cultured men too. I, I, I just, really. It's a front. Definitely. No, it's. Not. <laughs> I, it's. A, I enjoy it, and it, I, I, I. The, I, 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 I it's just delightful to think about. I mean, I can't drink whiskey. I don't get the same thing you guys get from it. It, ta- it just—I feel like if you gave me a glass of turpentine and a glass of whiskey, I don't know that I could distinguish the two. That—that is how unskilled my palate is. But the truth or is how it's unsophisticated. Big there is
2: no difference. The oh, same. okay. <laughs> All right. We
0: just—that no. is some fine turpentine. Mm. Uh, uh, but. Uh, it, I love that the, for you, for both of you, it's social. The, you're smoking a cigar and having a whiskey with other men and you're enjoying God's creation. You're doing that in the context of living out your lives under the Lordship of Christ and yeah. and, 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 and for your families, for your wives, for your children. I, it's, all a, it's all a beautiful image to me. But I wanna ask you this uh, before I gotta let you go. Because you open the show Drinking Whiskey, for example, do you get free whiskey? Do people send you free bottles of whiskey like, well, you should s- try our whiskey on the show?
2: You know, Sai, the Lord is good. God, <laughs> God is good. I knew
0: that's
1: why you did it. <laughs> I, I, I if you kn- would like us to try your whiskey, you can yeah. go to the <laughs> and <laughs> That was indeed an unforeseen
2: benefit of starting a, a show where you review a drink. Uh, you didn't know. see I mean, that it that was seems coming. kind of obvious. And you looking back, but yeah, when we were starting, we had no idea. They just sometimes it will just show up on the porch. Just mm-hmm. you know, we got a
0: package. What a life you're look, living! There's
1: what a bottle a of alcohol in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cross that we bear.
0: Yeah, right. Where can people find the Catholic Man show? Where where should they look if they want to find you?
1: You can you can check us out at catholicmancho.com We actually have a MySpace page. I think that's. Really becoming a big thing is MySpace. I've heard yeah, it's, a, a, it's a brand new thing. It's, it's a, a brand it's a yeah. new deal this year. Yeah, but, okay, all but right. yeah, all of our social media and things like that as well.
0: All right, the Catholic Man Show, uh, David Niles. Thank you very much. I always enjoy talking with you. <laughs> And the other guy.
1: <laughs> and the other guy. Whoever <laughs> oh, right, this guy is. So. Adam
0: Minahan, thank you very, very much. Please yeah. join them on the Catholic Man Show. And hey, thank you for joining us on uh, Catholic Answers Focus. We do this every week. If you'd give us a little like or a share wherever you get your podcast, that really helps uh, to grow the program. What also helps is becoming a member of Radio Club and inviting your friends to be members of Radio Club. You can do that just by going to CatholicAnswersLive.com, scroll down to where you put your email address in, and we start sending you free stuff. And I'm not kidding. That's what we do. We send you free stuff. We'll see you next time, God willing, on Catholic Answers Focus.